Okay, so since we're talking about electric vehicles, uh, I have to ask, are you a Tesla fan? I'm not a Tesla fan. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. Welcome, and thanks for joining us for another episode of the Go SoCal podcast where we talk about all things advertising and the auto industry, produced by the leading auto-focused agency, SoCal. I'm your host, Katie Welch. In today's episode, you'll hear my co-host, Drew Wilson, interview Casey Best, the general manager at Capital Chevrolet, about the future of electric vehicles. Let's get to the interview. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. If you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening on a podcast, Apple, Spotify, thanks so much. It means a lot. We are here with a special guest, Casey, General Manager of Capital of Chevrolet. It's exciting. We're going to talk about electric vehicles. A um, lot to dive into. Just got three main questions. Uh, so we're going to we're gonna hit it really fast and get out because I know our viewers have a lot to do. We want to give them as much information as possible in as little time. So numerous auto manufacturers have stated a promise that electric fleet is coming. Like they want to have a full electric fleet in the near future. I, I don't know what that like means in terms of years, months out, but how do you see Chevy kind of leading its own fleet towards this mission of electrification? I think Chevrolet's really been on the forefront with the electrification process. Obviously we were talking earlier about the Volt that they yeah. began with and then they've migrated into the Bolt, which is an all-electric vehicle now. I think that there's a real opportunity with commercial fleet to go commercial because it can, or to go electric, because it can really lower the cost of, for a company like a local plumbing company, if they have a fleet of 20 electric vans on the road. I mean, it can, what it can do as far as cutting down on their cost of gas every month. I mean, I'm really excited about that. And I know that that's general motors is, is diving into that realm. Yeah. And I think Amazon has said something about that as well with their, their Amazon delivery trucks that they're trying to, they have a similar mission. They're trying to be all electric. Um, so what do you think the biggest hurdle is going to be? Um, or like the biggest hurdle to overcome to get to this, being all electric, this electrification, like what's in our way, I guess. I think infrastructure, I think we're ways out with infrastructure. I think is the technology with batteries gets better. I mean, I think we're instant gratification culture. And so the fact that currently, I mean, the longest range electric vehicle is really probably 300, 350 miles. And so, and then you have to stop and charge your car for an (laughs) hour. 45 minutes or something, yeah. And so, and once they get that range to 700 to 1,000 mile range on a vehicle, it really opens up that door for the, I guess, growing that market. But, you know, if you're going to leave Raleigh and drive to Charleston and have to stop and charge your car for a weekend getaway, you know, you got to stop and charge for an hour and a half. Yeah, and it's kind of limiting, especially if you're talking about uh, commercial vehicles like you were just a minute ago. If if that's going to translate into eighteen wheelers, U hauls, things like that, you know, you can't you can't have three hundred miles and then the U haul stops. No, you, you know what I mean? Because it's, time is, I mean, time's our most valuable asset. You know, yeah, from an personal level and an you know, if you're 
a business owner and have a you know a whole set of employees that are working for you you know that every minute that they're down and that car is charging is costing you money oh absolutely so when we think about the customers a, a little bit have you seen customers asking more about electric or hybrid vehicles are uh, were they asking more about it in the past or now that it's coming up are they asking about it more are they eager are they ready waiting like what do you think the customer is expecting i think there's definitely a heightened sense of awareness around electric vehicles um i think a lot of it is market dependent you know depending on where you are and i think that that will you know cause a lot of or lead to how fast that we get into the electrification of vehicles in the vehicle fleet, you know, because of more rural areas, people, they really don't, their interest in electric vehicles is not as much as it is in a major metro market, but they're also having to drive further every day to get their, you know, for their task as opposed to a city like Raleigh. Everything's at your fingertips. You can drive five minutes and get to places to eat. Most people work close to home, you know, grocery stores and so i'll um you know i think that it's really dependent on where you live across the u.s yeah and so you mentioned like marketing differently is that is that what you mean like marketing in terms of like regular vehicles versus these electric vehicles are going to have to be marketed a lot differently or are you just talking about location like hitting specific audiences i don't know that you necessarily need to market differently okay i just what I'm saying is I think depending on what market you're in, I, oh, okay. th- I think, you know, whether you're in Raleigh versus, you know, Goldsboro, North Carolina. Okay. I think yeah. that those two markets, the pace at which they move toward an electrification of, you know, the majority of the vehicles there in that particular community, I think they're different. You know, I think Raleigh charlotte you know your major metro markets across the u.s will be a lot quicker because i think the infrastructure is easier to get there but i but you know the smaller more rural areas across the u.s i think will be slower to getting to that level yeah of full electrification absolutely so what's what can we look forward to immediately like what do you think is going to happen i guess fresh quickly like what's the next thing we can expect to see i guess in respect to chevy not just you know you don't have to speak for all electric vehicles everywhere but what what do we look forward to right now i mean i'm excited about an electric pickup i think that'll yeah. be really neat you know um we haven't had one of those yet we've had hybrids in the past but i think a fully electric pickup will be really neat and to see the range and the towing capacity and the capabilities as far as payload i mean i think that that'll be really exciting on the forefront for Chevrolet and from a van standpoint as they get into electrification of vans to really see what we can offer our consumers with an electric van and what it can save our customers. Yeah, absolutely. All those small businesses you mentioned, yeah, yeah, that's going to be a a real game changer. Okay, so since we're talking about electric vehicles, uh, I have to ask, are you a Tesla fan? I am not a Tesla fan, <laughs> not at all. All right, let, let's 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 expand on, on this a little bit. I mean, I think that they've done a good job and as a company, but I think the biggest the biggest problem with Tesla for me and across the U.S. is from a dealership network perspective. You know, they 
directly sell to the end consumer and that's fine as long as it's on a smaller scale yeah but as it grows i mean what no i think that the end consumer and the customer really loses a service aspect of it you know because if we talked a little bit earlier but if a customer's in eastern north carolina 175 miles outside of raleigh and their tesla breaks down where are they going and so and who's working on their car yeah or my friend that drove from here to atlanta if something happens five hours out what do you do i mean you got to get it towed right i mean there's no and where's the nearest tesla dealership oh yeah exactly so as opposed if you're on your chevrolet bolt and you break down 175 miles outside of raleigh in eastern north carolina you just go to another one. you go to the nearest chevrolet dealership and there's generally one with within every 20 to 30 miles and so just that dealership infrastructure is important, not just with Chevrolet, but with all the major brands that have consisted of a dealership network over the last hundred years. And so, and I think that that's a really important thing for consumers to remember whenever they're considering their electric car purchase. Do you think that it's going to, that the consumer base is going to stay separate? Because just doing my own research on Tesla, um, I mean, I don't have one. I have friends that have one. You know, their, their model is very strange. It's very different. Um, but just watching interviews and listening to Tesla fans, I guess, is what they what we would call it. Uh, they're very just loyal, specific people. The end consumer, like you mentioned, like these are like the diehard Apple fans of yep. cars. So do you think the, the, the two consumer bases will just stay separate? Um, or is there going to be a fight for marketing and which car is better or... I mean, I think it's just another player, you know, in the market. I mean, yeah. I don't know that it's going to be necessarily a fight. I mean, obviously, it's another competitor. But I think at the end of the day, the consumers will end up choosing where they're getting the better service. Absolutely. Are they getting the better service from a broad range of dealership networks or a single store in every state? You know, and where's that? Where are they get? What makes them happier? And like we talked about, I mean, time is our most valuable asset. If they've got to wait, you know, four or five hours to get their car towed to the nearest Tesla site to get worked on, and then it has to be towed back, and it just creates a lot of challenges whenever, you know, you don't have that dealership network. Or if they decide to update their car and it never finishes. That's exactly right. (laughs) That's the part that's weirdest to me, I think. i got to connect my car to the Wi-Fi and then just – wait for it to to boot up (laughs) definitely and i think you have to consumers really need to remember what a the dealership body brings to their local communities i mean as a whole dealerships are the most charitable organizations yeah within the their perspective communities and so across the u.s and that being said you know from a just a loyalty standpoint when you support a company that doesn't have it, that network, where's the, you know, who is going to sponsor your kid's baseball team? <laughs> right, so, yeah. I mean, local charity events and things like that. I mean, that that means a lot, too, to me, you know, when you look at what the dealer body does across the U.S. Absolutely. Um, well, that's all the questions I have. Uh, this has been great. I think we've, we have informed our viewers of what to be looking for. Um, so Casey, thank you so much for joining us for this podcast. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much. If you're tuning in 
Apple and Spotify. Please don't forget to subscribe. Uh, hit the little notification bell or the little icon so you can be notified when more episodes and stuff like that come out. Um, Casey, I hope we have a chance to talk again. Definitely. And thanks so much for watching. Until next time, go forward. Casey and Drew for that great interview. It is definitely interesting to get an inside look at how electric vehicles are changing and where the automotive industry is heading. If you want to learn more about SoCal and see what we're doing for our clients, you can visit our website at gosocal.com, check us out on social media, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Until next time, go forward.